So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. This week on an exciting, deep diving off the top rope episode of Sports Gear Wrestling's Inside Cradle, we have so much to talk about. AEW changing the, the game plan heading into their big all-out paperweight. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm getting a lurch. Ah, crap. Sports Keter Wrestling wishes Kevin Callum well in his future endeavors. Where <laughs> is this coming from? Uh, really? So- um, did you expect, did you know about this, Rick? Uh, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Damn, are we still going to do the show now? <sighs> I mean, if I, are you working for free? I, 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 clicked, I clicked record, so we're, we're doing it now. You work yourself into a shoot. Is that what <laughs> happened here? Did you work yourself into a shoot the way you said that? <laughs> like a mom, like a mom. A did you do that again? Did Damn you it. Work, did you work? You look at you. You got got to work smart. Don't work hard. You know, that's right. Uh, no, no, one ever, never, no one's ever going to accuse me of working hard. Tuck your When you're bumping, you tuck your chin, sweetheart. Um, yeah, That's so. for sure. That is the first lesson I learned. <laughs> If you are with us, we will be talking to him about uh, Rick Cuccino did some bumping this week. I'm oh, Kev we Callum. We don't need to talk about that. We, we'll, we're getting to it. We're getting to it. Rick did, Rick did some wrestling, and we're, we're going to talk about it this week. Don't, yeah, don't you okay. Do not think we were doing the show this week and you weren't touching on that. Uh, we do this every single week. It is a deeper, kind of more looser conversation about the, the general topic, the general goings on. Uh, of this week in wrestling with a little bit more depth. You can check out all the other content we have on the Sports Gear Wrestling YouTube channel every Monday night. Vince Russo, bro, talking about Monday Night Raw. Rick, you're with Dutch Mantel every Friday night with Smack Talk, which is uh, Smack Talk's been an incredible show. I went to Raw this week. All right. Well, I can right. tell you about that live experience. I'm sorry. Um, and we have those up every single week, plus the top story of the day, five days a week. We do the biggest stories of the day right around 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. So uh, those are all on our YouTube. And also, if you're an audio person, we are now available as a podcast as well, including the show every single week. You can check it out. Hours and hours of uh, on-demand content on our video channel on YouTube, Facebook as well, and our podcast. And did you know Snapchat's a big deal? We're, we're big on Snapchat. So that's pretty sweet. another account I have to sign up for? What the hell is You're going? on it. Did you know? Uh, we, we record these voiceovers for these incredible top fives. Shout out to our amazing editor, Cybershack, who puts these together. He put my face on Macho Man, and it, it was like a cartoon. I, I, I lost my mind watching it. I was like, I was like, eight-year-old Kevin would lose his watching this. You know what I mean? Like, he would lose yeah. his mind. You yeah, dig it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I, it was Macho Man complaining to Jake the Snake about why don't you get bit by the snake first? Oh, so yeah, former uh, former Cincinnati Reds minor league great Randy the Macho Man Savage. By the way, <laughs> oh, you gotta get your you gotta get your Ohio <laughs> bullshit in there. Uh, let, 
let, let, let's everything get, let's... comes back to Ohio, Kev. Everything Whatever. comes back to Ohio. All right. If you're watching, don't be afraid to jump into the comments there. All right. Uh, you, you know, we are a bit recorded right now. That doesn't mean I'm not going to respond to your comments and get involved in here. If you disagree with the hot, hot takes that we're serving out here like pancakes, get in the comments, tough guy. All right. Type it up. All right. We don't have to yell at each other, but we can't argue. We can debate. Make it great. This ain't no flame war. All right. We ain't yelling sucks and like hammering the X button on our keyboard. All right. You know, put an argument together. You disagree with this? Let us know. Sound off in those comments and jump in there. Lot to get into. Uh, AEW had a, has had a huge week, right? Before we get into it, I'm going to set the over under at how many times they get called an AEW mark at about six and a half. Okay, six and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm going to set the over under at me being called a WWE fanboy at about uh, uh, easily five to one odds. Like easily, like five, like least. At least, uh, or an apologist. I've been called an apologist a lot. So there we go. Let's get into it. AEW moving the needle. All right. A lot of big moves made by them. Uh, they sold out the United Center. <laughs> they, they sold out the United Center last week. What about eight minutes? Yes. Uh, and this is for a one hour show. Gosh, it's almost like somebody big is going to be there. It's almost, almost, it's almost like almost maybe like it's the worst kept secret in professional wrestling. Yes. Uh, let's talk about that. We'll talk about what a, what things that AEW did this week to not really tease that. They they kind of pulled off a little bit on this week's Dynamite, uh, but it's all there. A few weeks ago, you had Darby Allen saying he wants to fight the best in the world. They ran the promo. They're running. They're going to run the United Center, the homeless Chicago Bulls, and the Blackhawks, a certain former WWE superstar's favorite hockey team. United Center. We're calling it the first dance, playing into the Bulls stuff here. There were even more teases last night during a a promo backstage by the elite that a lot of people kind of saw a lot of Easter eggs in that, and that Easter promo. eggs. Yeah. They're yeah. having that. They pulled kind of like an impact, an impact promo kind of a thing, except they made it, they went Marvel with it. They just put a ton of Easter eggs in there. I mean, Kenny Omega wearing a cookie monster shirt, CM, CM punk, you know, there are several other references breaking the net. Uh, you know, off of the basketball hoop, there were several other ones that uh, that were in there. Hawaiian shirts, possibly Bray Wyatt. We'll talk about that as well. Way too early to assume Bray Wyatt's coming to mm -hmm. AEW, although um, I think it would be a slam dunk, but we will get there. Also saw a very fancy robe that someone was wearing there. Well. Oh, boy, did we. So a uh, lot to be alluded there. A lot to be alluded for what, what's going on here and how things are going to look. I do have tickets for August 20th. Uh, hopefully that's still happening, but let's talk about AEW in general. They're making some moves here, man, and they're, they're going to do some big things, but some of the moves we thought we were going to get aren't going the way that we thought they were, and other ones I think are becoming a little bit bigger faster than we expected. Uh, some new players in AEW are already in prominent positions. Malachi Black, formerly known as Aleister Black, Tommy End, making his in-ring debut for AEW last night in Jacksonville, Florida. At Daly's place, he defeats Cody, destroys him, and and Washed I wouldn't him. even I wouldn't even call it a match. I would say it was more of like a glorified squash, and it really was. put him put him through a table, wrecked his leg. It, it was less of a match and more of a, a, a handful of very physical things that led up to the finish and a post match angle where Cody alluded that he is on the verge of retiring, uh, and then was uh, attacked. Kind of, I kind of, kind of. Uh, why are you not picking up that crutch that was brought in the ring? It's almost like they brought that crutch in the ring and they oh, left it there. It? And you're talking about it, and it seems like you put it very 
very, very specifically, like a Red Rider BB gun, you put it right in the corner, and and then you got hit with it. And he was gonna do his tearful. I, you know, I'm at a different point in my life. I love those guys. People may think that we get mad at the EVPs. Let me just talk about some dirt sheet stuff. And Malachi Black lays me out and uh, takes my boot. Which, by the way, just shows you that they read. These guys read all of this crap that, you know, sites like us write. Uh, so <laughs> careful, careful what you write out there. They, they read this stuff. They do. They know who's full of crap and who's not. Uh, who, do, who does things the right way and who doesn't. Um, you know, Cassie Lee, uh, she did a great uh, interview this week with uh, Chris Van Vliet, and she uh, she raked the dirt sheets through the coal uh, in a in a segment there, and that was pretty funny. Uh, but I highly suggest you check out that uh, that interview with Chris Van Vliet. That was some really really good stuff on Insight. But uh, I loved everything about this main event last night. Uh, from Alistair, excuse me, uh, Malachi Black being presented as this big star and an instant threat i absolutely love that there was no slow slow playing whatsoever he came in he decimated cody rhodes he took cody rhodes out as he was making his mark henry retirement speech all cody needed last night was salmon colored tights like because for for a second there he had me going because he even talked about like on his conference call this week which we had the audio up on our um our spotify channel Mm-hmm. on the podcast channel he even talked about how like this night last night was it was really really big for him personally and i immediately thought back to that as it seemed like he was you know walking into this retirement speech and he starts taking off the boots to leave him in the middle of the ring had me for a brief second there and then alistair damn it malachi uh came in and and blasted him with the crutch i know it's two of them already <laughs> it's hard man it's really really hard uh counts, counts when, two counts two and oh counts when, two and oh when Mr. Black, when Mr. Black came into the ring and decimated him with the crutch, I was like, okay, so they're just writing him off of TV for a while. And then I remembered, yeah, Cody's filming two seasons of that reality show or that game show that he does. So, yeah, they're taking him off of TV for uh, for a little while. And I loved Cody's section in the promo where he talked about how his face has been plastered all over, you know, everywhere for the last three years. And, you know, we got a bunch of new people here and it's time for other people to step up into the spotlight. I love that because it's true because you have Andrade, you have Christian, you have uh, Miro, who I think is going to be a dominant AEW world champion one day, multi-time AEW world champion one day. Now you've brought in Malachi Black, and reportedly you've got other dudes getting ready to come in. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, other free agents are coming available. You got to take, you gotta take some people off TV then. You got to take, some people have got to take a step back, and Cody yeah. Rhodes is the perfect person to take a step back for the time being over the next few months and let these big names come in and thrive on the main event scene. And I, I loved everything about it last night. Malachi is now an instant threat. He is a main event player. And it's hard to believe that was the first match we've seen him in since he lost to Kevin Owens in that, uh, that no holes barred table match or whatever the hell it was um, before last the WWE draft in October. Yeah, I was going to say that was his first year. match since October of last year. But he had all those angles and all that different stuff that, that he had a cartoon they built around him. And I know and he, like he showed up for that one day on SmackDown and gave uh, a black mask to Big E. And then it was it was bye bye. That's and a whole other show. That's a that's whole other show that we've already done. We've already yes. done that show. Uh I, I, What do you think here? Is Cody completely out of the picture for all out the pay-per-view here Labor Day yeah. weekend? I think I think he's out of the picture for a while. I think you don't even need to bring him back now. He's you write him off for a while. I think he, I think he was written off for a long time. Um, maybe, 
maybe not even until the end of the year. Uh, they're going back to, to Daly's place on the 29th of December. Uh, so maybe he, I mean, or you got to think he just had a baby too. So, you know, maybe he wants mm-hmm. to spend some time at home. He's got this game show that he's doing. He's got all these major superstars coming in and he's also a really, really smart guy. Again, if you go back and you listen to the conference call, he knows that the audience is kind of souring and, and he's getting a little bit stale with the audience and he has no interest. This is something he said. He has no interest in turning heel. So he does not want to read the room and turn back into a heel just because people are booing him. He says he doesn't have the energy for a heel run. He did it for 10 years. Doesn't want to do it anymore. Um, so he's going to take some time off out of sight, mm-hmm. out of mind. Mm-hmm. And they'll bring, he'll, he'll come back. I think, I think maybe he's done as a full-time competitor, a full-time wrestler. Maybe we'll see How him. Is Cody uh, now? He's it, in his late thirties, right? Oh, okay. see, that's the thing. It's deceptive because he's been around forever. He was in WWE when he was a young pup. Yeah, he's only yeah. 36. Yeah. He's only um, 36. He's yes. younger than most of these guys that they, they brought in to be main event players. But he, what adds to your career? Not going in the ring all the time. You not know? filling up the bump card. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Um, I would not be stunned if he takes kind of like the, the Triple H approach here. Where not, you not only see him now and then. It's only, yeah, we'll it's, see him maybe three or four times a year for uh, for for major spots. They and, wrote uh, him out of the world title. You know, he he did an angle where I can't I can't challenge for the world title ever again. Right now, for right now, they they can right find a way around that if they want to. Yep. Uh, so that's going on there. Did they write off another character who we thought was going to have a big presence at all out for months and months and months? Fans have been clamoring to see Adam Hangman Page. Get his self together. You know, he got kicked out of the elite faction who are now heels. Uh, and then he was uh, tagging with Kenny Omega, who's now a heel once again with the old elite faction he was in, the world champion. And now they're going to re-meet on different sides of the coin with uh, Hangman no longer uh, the tweener. He is a babyface who's found himself. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. he has he has friends again in Dark Order who want him to be successful. And he tells them, guys, you can't have my back anymore. I got to do this on my own. That's what they tell him when he goes out to the ring last night. And he gets obliterated by the elite. And even the Dark Order says, we can't go out there and save him. We can't do it. We want to go out there and save him, but we can't because he said we can't save him. And then he still gets his ass kicked. And he gets laid out by by all of these guys. All the finishers are put on him, right, by the elite and Kenny Omega. And we were supposed to get Kenny Omega versus Adam Hangman Page, but they lost this big five-on-five match two weeks ago. Uh, he was going to say something in this promo, but didn't get to say it. Cody was going to retire, but he, they didn't get to say it. Right. Uh, and they get uh, attacked. So my issue was sort of the same story you did twice. One show. Mm. Uh, also, that Cody angle, we saw something with a crutch 45 minutes before it. All right. You had Britt Baker and, and, and Reba in the, in the ring with, with the crutch. They did that bit. They did a bit with a they did a bit with a crutch like forty five minutes beforehand, so some redundancy. But everybody lets them go because it's all elite, right? It's all it's all it's all copy paste. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Right, I don't I, I don't consider I don't consider the Cody and the uh, Hangman page to be similar one iota. To be completely honest with you, it's I, not that similar. It's not that similar, but it's somewhere like after the show. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty good episode. I've seen better episodes of Dynamite. I think that's I don't think that's a sure. sure. No, but uh, the thing the thing that I love the most about this Adam Hangman page story is that 
they are they are slow playing this to a T, and I like it a lot. There's no need to to rush into his world title victory because we know it is coming. It is going to be coming very very soon. Uh, so they don't want to do it in Chicago for uh, a particular reason. And I love that they didn't like they didn't try to swerve us at all. They didn't give us this. Oh, Adam Page lost, and now he's lost his opportunity. But we know somehow he's going to come in, and and he's going to no no because actually in AEW wins and losses matter. They do. They mm-hmm. it's none of this. Carmella's lost uh, three championship matches in a row, but we're going to give her another one because screw it. We, we don't care. We need. We want Bianca to defend the title again. So here's Carmella. Again. The thing is, for, I don't. I think BS, people BS love BS Paige BS. so much. If you found a way to get into the title situation, I don't think people would get mad about it. I don't think they'd be mad about it. And then, as a matter of fact, I think there are some pe- more people out there who are disappointed that it's not Paige and Omega at All Out, and now we're leaning toward Christian and Omega at All Out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I, I, I'm I okay with this. Um, one, because I think Christian's there to lose. I, I would I would be absolutely stunned uh, if, if Kenny loses the championship to Christian. I don't think Kenny's losing it until he drops it to Hangman. So this kind of elongates Kenny's run here. He can beat guys like Christian. Maybe he beats a guy uh, like uh, CM Punk. CM Punk, could sh- if he comes in at Rampage, he could show up at All Out. Dude, and, dude, why are you uh, talking about CM Punk in AEW? What are you talking about? Oh, what? Is that a rumor? Is that, a, is that a spoiler alert that I just did? Uh, what going on? Uh, a guy like CM Punk, a guy like Daniel Bryan, uh, these guys can come in. Share the link, everybody. Did you hear that? Share the link. <laughs> I'm joking. Shut up. Like, like it isn't already the biggest. See, spoiler alert! If you didn't know, Fightful broke the story. Uh, Fightful and Body Slam broke the story about uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. But um, you got all these other guys who can come in and wrestle Kenny Omega and and maybe come in and get beat. Uh, to be completely honest with you, and really solidify. Uh, Kenny Omega's title run here before he drops it to Adam Page. But I do love the fact that wins and losses mean something. Hangman lost that that elimination match, and he got bumped out of the top five. And that's it. He doesn't get his title shot. Now he's got to work his way back up. There's more money in the chase, Kevin. You know this. There's more money in the chase than the actual run with the title. And they see that with Adam Page, and they're going to move forward with that. And I, uh, I, I appreciate that. Plus, we get to see Christian, who has been on fire in the ring lately, go up against Kenny Omega, uh, most likely at All Out now. I'm cool with it. I am absolutely 100% cool with wins and losses mattering and them not trying to find a way. Like like WWE, as, as, as good as the swerve was worked this past Friday with mm-hmm. Finn Balor and John Cena, right? And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that a little bit. It's like, oh, no, it's, it's really going to be Finn Balor who's going up against Roman Reigns. Nobody for a damn minute believed that Finn Balor was actually going to get that match against Roman Reigns. You knew somehow it was still going to end up being John Cena and it was at the end of the day, we got John Cena versus Roman Reigns because that's but it's it's what fans wanted to see, and it's where they needed to get to and what they were building to. This is something where I'm just like, are you cutting the legs off Hangman Page because you want to drag it out more because you think it'll make more interesting television? And you got a pay-per-view coming up, and the payoff isn't gonna be there. But obviously, with all these new guys showing up, I think they that the fans are gonna pop for that. That's gonna be their big payoff, is these big reveals that fans know are coming and they get to see. And that's going to be a bigger part of the show than storylines we're building up to that pay off on pay-per-view, which is still the stake of what that show is going to be too. And and who says it has to be at a pay-per-view? I mean, one thing that AEW does really, really well is they make all of their shows feel very, 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 very important. And Mm -hmm. uh, I had a chance to talk to John Moxley this last last week on ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. Uh, That whole interview is available at ESPN 1530.com under the podcast section, Cincy 360. Uh, he said, look, man, we, we had some big things planned for Cincinnati on September the 8th. That is my homecoming. We got some huge things planned for that dynamite. They go out there and they tried to make every show feel 
special. And that is why they are continuously now drawing uh, a million plus viewers every week. And very, very soon, I believe they're going to start uh, taking over, uh, getting getting higher numbers, getting higher viewers than Monday Night Raw is. We'll talk about Monday Night Raw. I went to Raw. Mm-hmm. There was some chance. There was some sentiment in the crowd. Oh, yeah, there sure was. Uh, and we will talk about whether or not the, the show is hijacked. Because I can tell you as someone who was there, I can confirm to you whether or not it was. Whether or not you want to go with it one way or not, Internet. All right, so let's get into this unfortunate story. Oh, Jesus Christ. The millennial version of The Undertaker, <laughs> one of the most beloved characters of the last 10 years that WWE has created. WWE, some people say WWE can't make stars anymore, but uh, they made one. And, and a guy who definitely made himself and created something very, very special. All right. Uh, but they, it was under their banner. Don't, don't give me that point. Uh, here's the thing. Bray Wyatt released by WWE on Saturday of all days. Very odd time to announce these. These usually get announced by the way to ruin my weekend. You assholes. Um, and you're texting me like crazy on Saturday morning and we didn't have, it wasn't a, it wasn't a pay-per-view weekend. So I didn't feel I had to be up super early and I'm available sometimes for breaking news things. And I I woke up to at least 40 different texts from people at work, people I didn't know at work. Uh, and I'm, there's 40 texts about one person being released, not like those big batch releases we've seen yeah. in the past few months. But this is a big one. This is a big one. This is a really big one. And it, and and one I still and probably never will understand. I Bray don't. Wyatt released by WWE. What's going on here? For budgetary reasons. He was told it was a budget cut. Can we please, for the love of God, stop with the budget cut? bullshit this, pardon my french i'm sorry this this one pisses me off to no end there is no way that you can sit there and tell me that i know he has a big contract i know yeah. he does or he did you can't tell me that you weren't making money off of bray wyatt because you were when he was an active competitor he was one of your top merchandise sellers he's one of the most beloved characters there are people who 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 hated him as well uh and that's another thing we'll we'll talk about here because Ronda Rousey set the internet on fire uh, uh, this week uh, responding to Bray Wyatt's release. Um, so you had the people who who weren't big fans of what Bray Wyatt was doing, shall we say? But this is one of the most creative uh, guys in all of the company. This is a guy that everybody was rooting for, who wanted to see uh, better things for. A guy that WWE ruined not once but twice with bad booking, and he still managed to become one of the most beloved superstars in all of the company. And all of a sudden. You're just you're just gonna let him go. You're just gonna say we don't need you now. After you transported the character that he built to somebody else, you gave his character to somebody else, and then said we don't need you anymore. See you bye. Not Alexa Bliss's fault, by the way. Don't give her any more crap about that. Oh, Not her fault no, at no, all. Note on Raw, she didn't appear in front of a live crowd. Yeah, good call. They, they did everything taped good with call. her in that regard. Yes, very, very um, call. I think they learned from those Jeff Hardy uh, chants on it. And, and also, like, this isn't me giving any credence to WWE. There's a lot of creative people that were involved in the creation of that character. And I can tell you, I spoke to some some people that worked in WWE creative in the last 10 years this week. All right. Uh, and they said working with Bray Wyatt was some of the, the best stuff for the writers in terms of the, the creative team working with the talent. Bray was someone that everybody wanted to work with everyone had the best pitch for and and the best pitches were created for him because he's such 
for lack of a better phrase, a moldable character that you can do so many specific over-the-top things that are drawn out over a long period of time. There's a lot of production elements who are tied to this character. There's a lot of very, very special, special things about this character. And I think for younger fans, I want to talk about fans under the age of 25. He's he's a very mythical character for them. Yes. He's a very special character for them. There's a lot of laps fans who came to WWE since the since the network kind of revived. You saw this when the network came out. There was a lot of new fans that came out in 2014. Bray was a big part of those fans for yeah. NXT fans. Bray, that came brought, back in those Bray Wyatt brought a ton of fans back to professional wrestling. Yeah, he absolutely did. There's no denying that whatsoever. This is a guy that I, uh, I I fell in love with as a character when he came out as the the cult leader of the Wyatt family and that backyard uh, swamp family, you know, that you would see in like, uh, you know, cabin in the woods or something like that. This family that brings you in or, or house of a thousand corpses, you know, this family yeah. that brings you in and, you know, you fear. Know- Right, a lot of exactly. different things, a lot of, lot of, lot of take, a lot of. Hey, we make movies, pal. You remember that Vince McMahon quote? Yes. And this is a very cinematic character to to the T, to the T yes. of like exactly. anything you can do with him. They had money, money with Bray Wyatt. They had money with the Wyatt family, and yet when you look at every single one of them, it's like, first off, they're all gone. Not a single one of them is left in WWE, which is mind boggling uh, to me. You know. Um, but but Bray Wyatt specifically, man, they had several instances where they could have built him up as the top star in the company, and they decided to give a big win to the old guard instead of him. And at a certain point, you know, the crowd just stopped losing interest or just stopped rooting for him, stopped getting interested in what he was doing because he never wins the big one. He got that that stigma that i'm never going to win the big one i'm not going to beat the john cena's at wrestlemania i'm not going to beat the undertakers at wrestlemania i'm not going to beat randy orton at wrestlemania um so why 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 should we care to the point that he had to go away completely reinvent himself comes back gets this massive over character becomes the most talked about person in all of professional wrestling and then it's oh hey we're gonna feed you to goldberg in saudi arabia and then oh yeah you're you're not gonna beat randy orton again at wrestlemania oh and then we're going to give your character to somebody else and we're going to release you. They have done Bray Wyatt so dirty and he has made him so much money. I'm I'm actually thrilled when I stop and think about it. I'm actually thrilled to think, you know, what what he can accomplish outside of that company because that that's they, my they next question. Not, they did not appreciate him enough and they screwed what's, him over a lot. What's next? Where does he go? Does he wrestle anymore? Is he involved in wrestling? Is this the guy who leaves the wrestling business? I, th- I think he's one of those guys that can. He can go and do other things outside of wrestling. He's a very creative, I mean, talented he, guy. And I'm not the first person to say this. I think uh, Vince Russo said this as well. I think he'd be perfect in Hollywood. I think he yeah. would make, uh, he's a tremendous actor. Uh, he's he's an absolutely brilliant, creative mind. I have no idea, no earthly idea whatsoever if he wants to wrestle again. Um, you know, there are a lot of personal rumors surrounding Bray Wyatt. Not going to get into it. Not my business, too. Um, so yeah, could I see him never wrestling again? Absolutely. Could I see him showing up in, in AEW? Absolutely. I think they got to make that phone call. Uh, could I see him showing up in impact or going over to new Japan? Sure. There are a lot of options and there are going to be a lot of options. I guarantee you the second that Bray Wyatt hit that free agent market, his phone was ringing. So he's going to have a lot of options. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what he does before he does any of those. I know he's going to work a convention. Him doing conventions and signings and different things like that. So William Rotunda, the cult of Rotunda, Wyndham, is now back. Wyndham. 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 Um, 
So that's coming up. But there was a reaction to this that was kind of surprising this whole week. We saw a lot of people respond to this online. Holy crap. The second I saw this on Twitter, I sent it to the news team and said, Merry Christmas to whoever writes this bad boy up. Yeah. Ronda Rousey, who's not Ooh. been seen in a WWE ring in over two years. All right. And it's apparently really still under contract with the company. She's, she still has a deal with the company. Uh, standing in some form or another. The big UFC jump over star, who I believe was a huge part of the women's evolution, uh, whether or not people like to admit that, right? Came in as a big star. She's had a gripe with the WWE fans who, oh, yeah. who she wanted to love. She wanted these fans to love her, and they turned on her. And even though she is a, 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 she's become a professional wrestler and understands it's a part of the show, they turn on you, you go with it, you make your story, right? She said beef here, and she went off on the fans saying that you were ungrateful and, and you're part of the reason why this didn't this happened because you didn't express your love for him and you would prefer to throw beach balls and chant uh, different ridiculous things when he was in the ring and you mocked him to some degree. You mocked the idea of his presentation, so then it makes it easier to let guys like this go who are really over who suddenly have beach balls bouncing around the arena during their matches. That's never a good thing. I, I've talked to people that work in WWE. The wrestlers despise that. Uh, they, they truly despise it. You know that too. Uh, and it's kind of a reference towards if you love him th this much and you're all saying this, then where were you when he was doing all these things in WWE? Where were you when this Goldberg thing happened? And where were you on this? And, and, and like, and to a degree, she's not wrong. And my tweet about this was, if you're mad about this, you're mad because it's about you. And I do think, and this is something more reference to the idea of wrestling fandom in general, the coolest thing in wrestling is not any one wrestler now. The coolest thing is not any one match. It's not even an angle. It's nothing going on in the ring. It's trolling. Yeah. We've now been reduced because of the last year and a half, spending so much time on the internet, trolling something is now the coolest thing you can do for the quick dopamine in the back of your head fix of I got likes and I got retweets. I got likes and I got retweets and I have to do the most provocative thing that I can do. So I'm going to say this bad thing about this billionaire and uh, yeah, and oh, they're doing this and um, this guy, this guy, and uh, I read this thing and, and everyone's trying to be a satirist and they don't know how to spell the word satire. So uh, Ronda Rousey, she pissed you off. It's likely about you, buddy. It's yeah, likely she, about you. She had a, um, I get where she's going with it. I do. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend for one second that the same fans, as, as she wrote, the same fans who are, or who are chanting, we want Wyatt on Monday, are the same fans that were booing him and throwing beach balls and, and doing this, that, and the other thing. Uh, look, there are crap fans out there. there there's, there's no it's doubt. It's the same fans. I was there, dude. I was in that crowd. It's the same type of people that would do the same thing. Same people. Yeah, but you, you can't sit there and say it's the same people because you have people who love Bray Wyatt, who have loved Bray Wyatt. Now, there is a big difference, by the way. So I'm a Baron Corbin fan. I don't like what Baron Corbin is, is doing on SmackDown. I don't like the stuff that they're doing with him on SmackDown. So one of those two can be the same. And we have seen this when people change characters. Oh, my gosh. How, how much crap did uh, did Nikki uh, A.S.H. get uh, from the vocal, very vocal minority IWC, uh, which is the Internet wrestling community, by the way. When, oh, when I hate changed, that word. When she changed her, her character and was like, hey, um, 
Oh, we want we want sanity. We want sanity, Nikki back. This is crap. Give us our sanity, Nikki back. Same thing going on with Alexa Bliss. All of a sudden, people want the the Little Miss Bliss. They don't want you know creepy Alexa. They don't want Lily or this that and the other thing. People don't like change. And people don't like it when their favorites get tweaked, but they have to understand that, you know, characters evolve. That's that plays into part of this is why fans, uh, you know, were occasionally booing Bray Wyatt. Um, I, I remember him getting some boos during his match with the Miz, where it was just a sweater vest Bray Wyatt, where, where Bray was getting his his ass beat pretty much the entire match by the Miz, but he was loving it. That's one of my favorite Bray, Bray Wyatt matches of all time. He told an absolutely incredible story in that ring about how much that keep hitting me. I love it. Keep hitting me. I love it. And he's cracking up laughing and he's doing the, all this sinister stuff. And he finally gets over on the Miz. I can get where that match doesn't play well in a crowd. And so people might, might boo a little bit while me at, on at watching at home, like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Bray Wyatt's a damn genius. So yes, there were people who didn't like the character or didn't like the, the spooky stuff or the supernatural elements of it. Uh, so there will be some people who are against Bray Wyatt. So I can see where Ronda Rousey is coming from. But at the same time, at the same time, a lot of this goes back to what I was talking about with WWE, where the fact that they did not put Bray in a position to succeed and be as over as possible. And WWE, to a certain extent, ruined him as a character with bad booking over and over and over again to the point where he was expendable. This is just as much on WWE as it may be on those bad fans. And I also think Ronda has a bit of a vendetta because they started booing her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, plain and simple. I just Hold don't think she's not wrong. <laughs> like she, she's just not wrong about it. And she, I think that's she's the, not wrong, but she's not right either. It, it's it's I th- not I think it's she's, not, I a, think it's she's not a, a cut and dry. It's not a cut I, no I think way. she's a hundred percent right. If no, there's he, something that WWE saw where they thought the edge was off of Bray. Maybe that's why they, they said, like, all right, well, if we can just do this with somebody They're else, we can do it with somebody else. And I know this is hard. Their only reason why there was uh, any kind of edge was off on Bray Wyatt is because they did it. They did I'm it. Not by say, make, I'm not by denying that. Lose, by making him lose Wait. a Hell in a Cell match by, ah. by, by a non-compete, by, like, saying, no, we can't continue this match. We can't continue Hell in a Cell. There, we No definitive finish. We're, we we can't do that by making him lose to Goldberg inside of three minutes when he literally survived an elect, electrocution Richard. on fire by Richard. making him lose to Randy Orton again at WrestleMania and Richard. then he's off TV for a while. Richard, they have, they have this gold character, this money making character, a guy Rick. the greatest thing in the company, and they kept squashing him with the booking. Every I'm trying to reel in this time. big mouth bass that's fighting me on you the reel here. Tell me, you can't tell me it's not their fault. They killed something, and they were like, oh, well, he's not as popular as he used to be, so I guess we can just let him go. Plus, we gave his character to somebody else. Rick, I'm not denying that. The circumstances, all right? The flood comes through. It takes out some houses, and it leaves some others that you think are gonna, aren't going gonna, are gonna to be gone, all right? I'm not denying that. I'm not saying there's WWE's not at fault in this. She's not wrong. And this is more of a statement towards the way the, the way fans consume stuff and turn on things and love things very, very quickly. Uh, and notice how they, they love Roman Reigns. Didn't have that opinion of him a few years ago, suddenly. And the booking is the reason why he's so loved now. <laughs> like, like, so like that, that's a part of it, right? So it goes both ways. Let's talk about Raw uh, live in Chicago following all of this. Now, Chicago... Uh-huh. As you know, 
I know I'm going to be biased. I'm going to do all my Chicago stuff. And I got it's a great wrestling right town, Kevin. It's we a great know. wrestling town, all that stuff, right? Great wrestling town, yes. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you for your little dismissive comment. No Cincinnati, by the way, but we never get any damn shows. It's a major market. All right. So, <laughs> oh, okay. you know, if you actually focused on the greater Cincinnati area, which includes northern Kentucky, which includes Dayton, which includes uh, southwest Indiana, which includes all the suburbs. All right. Yeah. Just as big as a market, pal. Just a big. Well, market. Hey, if we combine this 500 mile radius together. We're pretty good. It's like we, all we Cincinnati, compare. baby. It's all Cincinnati. If you don't, if you're not from here, you don't get it. Newport, Kentucky, it's Cincinnati. Fairfield, Ohio, it's Cincinnati. Dearborn, Milwaukee, County, are you Indiana, saying Milwaukee, it's Chicago? Cincinnati. Are are you saying Milwaukee is Chicago? Then, like anything within an hour and a half of the city is ours. Is no, <laughs> you just don't get it if you're not from here. Everybody just looks at the city of Cincinnati, the confines of it, and goes, oh, there's only like 800,000 people in here. That's a small market. No, it ain't. All right. No, Ohio, it ain't. Ohio is for lovers, and it's also for Rick's bullshit. All right. So- <laughs> it's an underserved market, sir. Yes. Underserved. Okay. okay. I'm gonna reel you in. Yeah, I, I, I got you. I, I have to I'm keep pulling in. Pissed off this week. Big, uh, big, big mouth Rick Bass here. I'm gonna pull people in here. Um, I'm at Raw this past Monday. Um, and I had good seats, and I was expecting some reactions, and I, I, I thought it was a fine show. I've been to better WWE shows, and there were CM Punk chants. That's expected. Chicago CM Punk chants. Sure. Yeah. Those, those have been there since he left the company. And, but they were going to be bigger tonight, right? Because he's going to AEW, and, and and they can hijack the show. You had people reporting that Sunday before the show that there were going to be those chants. That's not a news story because it didn't happen yet. That's called presumption. All right. So then we're then we get to the show, and there's some we want Wyatt chants, right? Yeah, yeah. You knew that was coming. I'm there live. I then get home and everyone's saying the show is hijacked. It was this. It was that. It The show was so hijacked. I get into it with somebody on Twitter and they're saying the show got hijacked. I was there live. I've been to a WWE show when they turn on the show in Chicago, in the exact same arena. This was not that. That was over 12,000 people that bought a ticket to go to a WWE show for the first time in a year and a half. And some people turned on the show. Some people didn't. Some people had a great time. Some people left like, hey, I've been to better WWE shows. Other people said I had a great time. I haven't been to wrestling a long time. I had a really, really good time. But that narrative cannot be told. We can't talk about little kids having a good time seeing Nikki Nikki Ash. We can't have people having a good time booing Charlotte Flair or watching, you know, Drew McIntyre crush a steel chair with the sword, right? You can't have that. Because... What's the most important thing? What's the coolest thing in wrestling, Rick? Coolest thing in wrestling. Got to crap on everything. Trust me, there were there were there was plenty to crap on about the uh, Monday Night Raw, but I don't sure. think the, I don't think the crowd the crowd was it. A lot of it was the perception, because yeah. WWE was prepared for those chants, and they were piping in crowd noise at certain points. Uh, they were trying to mask the chants whenever they uh, whenever they happened. The the we want Becky chance, or whether it was we want Wyatt, or yes, whether it was the CM Punk chance, they were ready 
with crowd noise to block that out. As a matter of fact, in my opinion, they were more ready to block out actual live crowd reactions than giving the audience something to cheer for. They were more worried about crowd reactions instead of actually just putting on a good show. You had a hot crowd in Mm -hmm. Chicago, a great wrestling market, as you've said, and you come out there and trot out at best a so-so show. At best. If you're a casual fan and you haven't been watching the last few months, yes, I can see where you say, all right, that was pretty good. That wasn't bad. Great way to close out the show. Hardcore right. fans could be upset about it, but casual fans left that show being like, this is cool. I haven't watched in a while. I'm back in it. And they and what do you remember? You always remember the last thing you see. And that, was there a dark match? A dark main event? Yeah, they did. They did New Day, uh, Kofi and Xavier versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. Okay, yeah. So I get it. That's That was probably really, really good. Uh, a really, really great match. It was actually really cool. Someone called him Trashley. So they ran over to Mike Rome either Xavier or somebody man ran over to Mike Rome and he had to run around with some production people and they ran in the crowd. I could see it happen. I was three O's at the floor. I was right by the product, right behind the production area. You know, we get, we get those sweet yeah. behind the production area. So you can see them when they're talking to each other a little bit and they come out with a trash, like a, a plastic trash can. <laughs> and Kofi started to run around the ring and hit the trash can to get the crowd to like chant about Trashly. And I was like, oh, if they better, I hope they get to use the trash can and something. It was, it was fun. It's fun stuff you get to do on a dark match where if that wasn't written into TV, they wouldn't do it. God forbid you put something fun like that on television or have the new day on TV at all when they're at the arena. That was the weird, that was like one of the weirdest things with the Raw the week prior. They had John Cena there, but they didn't put him on TV. Also, this is a major market. This is the first like real major market. I mean, they had Houston that they came back with SmackDown in terms of WWE returning in front of live crowds. This is also another thing that I thought was kind of deflating about the show. This crowd came out, sold out, diehard casual, diehard fans, but the more the casual sect, a lot of merchandise, a lot of people showing up with their shirts and stuff like that. No Randy Orton. No John Cena. This is the only show with John Cena prior to SummerSlam that he's not going to be on in his big right. summer he Cena was, tour. He was touring. He was doing his media stuff for a Suicide Squad, yeah. Uh, and and they they kind of did an angle where Riddle was fighting almost, who looked awesome. Almost looked okay. great. His uh, but him and Riddle are kind of like tied together, but we haven't seen Riddle on te- We haven't seen Orton, rather, on television. A lot of people were thinking Randy Orton is going to, in the crowd, you were just like, people were just like looking at the entranceways. Randy going to come out? No so AJ Styles either. No AJ Styles. He just no AJ Styles. No Becky Lynch. Even though people were chanting for him, they got Goldberg. But I think there was just some stuff they wanted in the show that that wasn't advertised. It wasn't. But, advertised. You know, WWE conditions people to enjoy surprises. Wrestling. They, in general. they 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 closed the they closed the night on a on a great note. Uh, I think Nikki That's and Charlotte. A, that main event was awesome. That Nikki was such a good Charlotte. main event. Nikki and Charlotte have such tremendous chemistry with one another. They told a hell of a good story. I think both of their in-ring storytelling these last two weeks has been great. Still not a huge fan of Nikki losing last week, but her getting her redemption this week uh, was really, really good. Uh, It was nice to see her get a, air quote, clean victory and not a a fluky victory. It was kind of fluky, but not really. Uh, The story was still great there. Nikki has taken a hell of a beating these last two weeks, uh, so they're really kind of building her up they're doing it weird with Nikki and I get it. Like she won the championship and now they're building her up. Uh, so, you know, title makes the star title star doesn't make, Yeah, they're trying to like make it the story. I believe anyway, is that she won the championship, but she kind of lucked into it. So now does she deserve it? And I think that's the story they're telling leading into SummerSlam. Almost. 
a superhero. Right. Almost. almost so I, I, I'm enjoying the story. I, I, I truly am. And uh, I'm hoping she gets a big win over both Charlotte and Rhea uh, at SummerSlam, because otherwise, what's what's been the point of all this? Um, but it was a great way to close out the show. But my God, other than that, other than a few little highlights, man, it, it was the same stuff. We're seeing rematch after rematch. We're seeing 50 50 booking, uh, which means we're going to get uh, we're going to get even more uh, rematches. We are getting incredibly bad promos. Uh, I don't care whose idea was to bring up Simone Biles. It, I don't care who's saying it. It was a dumb, a really, really, really dumb uh, thing. You're to talking do. about Charlotte Flair's line. Yeah, it was really, really bad. She's she's sitting here talking about how, oh, trust me, I'm, I'm going to get around to this. There's going to be a point there. And then she never got around to having the point there because it was just WWE trying to say something that makes it seem like they're relevant um, or up to date on things. And it just it didn't fly. It was a bad move. It was bad for AEW to include the Simone Biles thing in their rap on uh, on AEW Dark this week as well. We'll get to that before the end of the show as well. Yeah, it just just absolutely dumb dumb stuff all around for both companies to do that you my god i cringed so damn hard when eva marie said ewe and yucky uh, talking about uh lily what grown woman says ewe and yucky that my my daughter says that stuff like no grown woman talks like that these these promos are bad the, the there's no direction there's no storytelling whatsoever there's no clear-cut direction uh for this company outside of a few people and it's the same stuff over and over and over again it's the same show week in and week out and it's like all we heard leading up to this the rumor backstage was i'll oh, just wait until live crowds come back we're really going to start uh, giving you the good shit. We're going to start giving you the good shit. Well, apparently the good shit was here's a few prominent part-timers. They're going to be around through SummerSlam, and then it's back to business as usual. And already, when it comes to Monday Night Raw, it's business as usual. AEW goes out of their way to make each show feel unique and special and continue to drive storylines forward. SmackDown is consistently good. NXT is consistently good. Monday Night Raw is stuck in the mud. It's unfathomable to me that the same company runs all three of those shows. Uh, another thing is, I think people paint all of WWE with the brush of Monday Night Raw, when if they paint it in the reverse from Friday to Monday, it'd be a different story. You know what I mean? Like, if we, yeah. we, we went that way. Uh, but that that is there. It, like I said, it wasn't the worst show. I was there live, so it's a, just, it's a completely different experience then. Um, people didn't boo the Simone Biles thing. They wanted to chant for Becky. I enjoyed Charlotte doing that pivot where she got off script right she got off the page a little bit and said becky's not here i sold out this place she's not here i did this i think charlotte was the mvp of the night even though she had that line with simone which is kind of i get what they were going for but it just didn't you know like they're more just trying to reference it and and just reference the thing i don't think they were using it for cheap heat i've seen cheaper heat segments but that's me I think there was a cheaper heat segment with AEW and the way they used it was a lot different. It's how you do yeah. it, right? Uh, it's not that you're doing it. It's how you're doing it. Um, so let's talk about other things that are worrisome in WWE. Everyone's worried about WWE right now. Uh, there's a lot of things to be worried about that they do control and they don't control. Um, the rematch is the bad promos, all those different things you talk about here. But Champion, what about that's the, the, one of the other things, championship contender matches. What? On God's green earth are these championship contenders matches. Why? Why do people have to beat the champions? That's another thing that AEW does really, really well. They protect the people who hold their championships. They protect the Young Bucks. They protect the hell out of Kenny Omega. Miro looks un 
freaking stoppable right now. There's none of this cheap losses. There's none of these roll-up things. There's none of this, oh, Bobby Lashley's looks so dominant, but hey, we're going to have Kofi Kingston beat him because, you know, we want to set up a title match. No, whatever happened to building up two, three, four guys on your mid-tier card, having them stack up win after win after win, and then you have two guys who are white hot having, do you remember these things called number one contenders matches? Do you remember those? Where people would actually fight each other and then the winner would go on to face the champion? Why why does Damian Priest have to beat Sheamus to get a United States title match? It doesn't make any sense. Sheamus should be beaten up fools. Damian Priest should be beaten up fools. And then they should just fight for the championship. These number one, these, these championship contenders matches makes no sense. Charlotte Flair has had two championship contenders matches back-to-back weeks after she was already put in a title match at SummerSlam. You want to bitch about something else, Rick? Oh, there's a lot I could. Yeah, uh, Let's talk about these WWE contract stories. There's a, yep, mixture there's of a, a handful of these coming up right now. Yeah. Uh, the big one this week was Adam Cole, baby. So Adam Cole is still under contract with WWE. Barely. Uh, but it, it took people five seconds to type letter AEW on their keyboard when they heard about this story, right? Still under contract with WWE. Barely. Um, barely, yes. His contract uh, literally expired, and no one knew it until it had happened. Uh, and that led to the dismissal of a long-time WWE talent executive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some, some heads rolled for that, for sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, you had, you had the oversight with Malachi where he didn't hit, they never updated his non-compete. So we only had 30 days and then they started scrambling and checking contracts. And then they realized that Adam Cole's contract expired. And then they're like, Hey, Adam, uh, so short at that time, it would have been close to expiring. So right, right, right. that's where they, that's where they so, built like, in this extension. They had like days. They had like literal days before his contract expired. And he agreed to a short-term extension to con- con- continue out this uh, story. And they've done that with other people before too. They've done that with other talents where they're, they aren't going to get it. They can't figure out a long-term deal with that specific talent. So, Hey, can we do a short-term extension to this day? They've done that with people a lot. Yeah, but were but they even negotiating with Adam Cole? Probably not know. because they didn't know his contract. was. <laughs> we don't know if they were or not. Like, we don't know that. That's the assumption. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of assumption that people are rushing to here. Uh, Pete so Dunn. the, the yeah, assumption is that Adam Cole is leaving WWE sometime after SummerSlam. That's the assumption, yes. But they're going to make a contract extension to him. And this was all broken by Fightful.com. Sean Rossap continues to, to just hit home runs every other day. Uh, Millennial okay. Meltzer! Uh, but, uh, yeah, he said, uh, look, they're going to offer him a long-term contract extension. And Adam Cole is going to do, you know, what's what's best for Adam Cole. And and let's not just be lazy and sit here and go, oh, well, Britt Baker is in AEW. So clearly Adam Cole is going to go to uh, is going to go to AEW as well. Really? Nope. Why is Alina Vega in WWE? Yep. Like, why does Alina Vega come back after her husband was let go? You don't always have to work with your significant other. Nope. Doesn't mean a damn thing. Adam Cole is going to do what's best for Adam Cole, um, whether he negotiates a main roster uh, contract or decides to stick in NXT. Adam Cole's going to do what Adam Cole wants to do. What's best for him? So that could be. I, NXT, I don't think. I don't think I'm out. Of, I don't think I'm out of line by saying this. I think he stays. I think he stays in oh, WWE. Uh, and I mean, if he leaves, sure, he leaves. There's some stuff out there for certainly some things out there to do. But as I keep saying, everyone sees these contracts come up. They're going to AEW. This going. This person. I don't think AEW wants everyone to come over from WWE. Because then they just become big budget TNA from 10, 15 years ago. 
Yeah, like, but I, man, I, I, I get it in circum certain circumstances because it's like, oh, well, okay, uh, Malachi Black is available. Yeah, we're gonna bring him in. Oh, Bray Wyatt's available. Yeah, we got to pick up the phone call. We got to make it. Andrade's available. Yeah, they're letting go all these young, talented superstars that were most of them underutilized in WWE. A lot of them sat in catering for the longest time, and AEW is like, yeah, we can make stars out of those guys. But I just don't. I just don't think AEW, even though they have a new TV show coming out on Fridays, it's only an hour, and then their two other shows are web series, which are basically developmental on 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 the internet. Right. right? That's where you're going to see a lot of your younger guys, and Um, and those those are that's independent wrestlers that are coming down that are not under contract with a company that are trying to get spots, and some people that are, and occasionally, you know, a John Moxley will work a match on it or something. Right. It's it's superstars from the 90s it's a bunch of promos and a handful of squash matches and some people show off them their skills it's a showcase talents yeah things like that yeah all right that's what the web shows are for them so in this regard i i it's i don't think everyone can go over there no i do think i do think wwe has the bandwidth i don't know what the budgets are but i don't think wwe can have another big name talent say no to a contract and leave and at some point, someone has to benefit from the timing of those people leaving, these people being released, fans being upset, my contract's coming up, what are you going to do? Yeah, but the here's circumstances the problem, may end up being in Adam Cole's favor for a very, very nice deal with WWE come later this summer. Or maybe. he goes somewhere else. Yeah, may, or maybe he's he's ticked off a lot of his friends were, were released for budgetary reasons during uh, two really high quarterly postings for, for WWE. Uh, so maybe that's part of it. He does have a lot of friends who are in AEW or in New Japan. And that's the other thing. With the forbidden door wide open for every other company other than WWE, Adam Cole could literally go to any of these companies and still wind up on AEW. The money might be better in WWE, but he could go to New Japan and still end up on AEW. He could go to Impact and still end up on AEW. We had the Impact World Tag Team Champions. They've been on Dynamite for the last like three weeks. Are they getting Dynamite money though? See, we don't know that. We they don't know the get arrangement. Some kind of money. You're not showing. They have up to get something. They're not. They get they're something. not showing up there for free. No, they're not. They're not showing up. Yeah. Free. No, I mean they're not in it for the love of the game. Some of them are. But you're not going to show up for free. Not at this stage. You're getting paid. You're on the show. You're on TV. You better be getting paid because otherwise you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Got some grizzled young veterans there just hanging out, making some monies. <laughs> but this, this all comes down to when you when you look at everything, when you look at everything, when you look at the same show pretty much every week on Monday Night Raw, the lazy booking, the bad promos, the constant rematches, the, the nonsensical championship contenders matches, 50-50 booking. Uh, the lack of continuity with NXT, um, you know, Karrion Cross and, and Keith Lee wrestling again. They've now had Karrion Cross lose twice, lose twice before his big matchup with Samoa Joe at NXT TakeOver. So, yeah. So aggravating. So, yeah, let's let's just take all of the shine off of our main event for our NXT pay-per-view that's coming up in, a, in, in three weeks. Look, at this at this storyline with Karrion Cross was, well, we want him to lose a few times once he comes up to the main roster so we can introduce Scarlett and she helps him get back on track. Okay, I get it. That's, it's it's dumb. I don't like it, but I get it. Can you wait till the damn belt is off the guy before you do all this crap? Because let's not forget, they literally spent year, uh, a full year putting this guy over. He was undefeated in singles competition. Now he's one and two. Uh, in, uh, yeah, pinned in, on Raw, right? Uh, uh, yeah. I was there yeah. live. <laughs> yeah. He got beat. Clean as a sheet 
by Keith Lee. After Keith Lee fun lost. match. Great match. Fun. Yeah. Really fun. Really, yeah. really, really, really fun. But again, 50-50 booking, rematches. They didn't care about the history for this. They literally just put this on back-to-back Raws in the middle of August instead of building to a big rematch, playing off of the history of these two uh, in NXT. You couple that with the the, the contract oversights of Malachi Black and Adam Cole and now Pete Dunne. Uh, what do you worry about? Up soon. Cassie Lee, uh, she told, I, I talked about that uh, interview that she did with Chris Van Vliet. She told him she actually wanted to request uh, her release uh, months ago before she was finally let go. You got guys like Ric Flair who Woo! don't agree with the but, with the, the booking, the long-term booking and the plans for WWE saying, yeah, you know what? Stop paying me my Legends deal. I'm out. I, w- I want to go, <laughs> go do something else. Budget cuts with high quarterly earnings. You couple all of that together, man. There is a perception out there, whether WWE realizes or not, that all they care about is their bottom line. All they care about is how good their books look. It's all about money with them. They could care less about anything else, especially letting go uh, uh, with letting go a guy like Bray Wyatt. That's the perception that is out there right now, and that's what they're fighting, whether they know it or not, and they got to do something to turn it around. It is certainly interesting here as to how things are going to go. For, for WWE moving forward. We do have SummerSlam in a few weeks. We do. And SummerSlam, a few weeks away, you're going to be there in Vegas. Hopefully. That. WWE SummerSlam going down Saturday, August 21st. Unique presentation by WWE. Allegiant Stadium. First big wrestling show in this new stadium in Vegas. Home of the Raiders. They've done a handful of things, but this will be like one of the, like, first five or six things they've ever done this new state-of-the-art facility same night as a manny pacquiao fight right down the road allegiant stadium pitches to wwe which always makes wwe feel good and if you're a wrestling fan you should feel good about that as well destination show we're hearing about this show in the summer or in the late spring the vaccinations are rolling out the pandemic's coming down around that time getting on a plane going to vegas sound like a great time man Oh, yeah, by that time, let's go. I bought tickets to Lollapalooza. I went to Lollapalooza, by the way. How was that? I had a good time, and I'll talk about it, and that's part of this conversation. As the Delta variant is sweeping the United States right now and many other countries, I'm sorry to bring up that awful word that we have to hear about all the time, that awful phrase. Uh, And we also have to worry about Delta Plus now, the worst streaming service of all time, and a variant of the variant. This kind of new version of COVID, which if you're vaccinated, you can get it and you're fine, but you can still spread it, which is a concern, right? Right. And you're not, you're likely not going to be hospitalized nine times out of 10, unless you have a very rare case. So in most cases, you'd be all right. But then you have a lot of people in the country, in the United States, who still are not vaccinated, despite all of these billions of dollars that have been spent to market it and push the information and get and get it available to people. And there's plenty of people in the, I'd say a majority of people in the wrestling industry that I've talked to that are in the WWE say, yes, people here are vaccinated, you know, and then you have, you know, Jeff Hardy, you've got like a breakthrough case a few weeks ago, he got pulled off television. That's fine. Yep. 10 months ago, that would have been a really scary thing. Pre-vaccine, that would have been really, really scary. Is, is Are they going to have a really serious bout of this? So we don't know. So this comes into Las Vegas, Nevada, which is a, de- a tourist destination anyway. I knew at least a dozen different friends from different friends run for groups who went to Vegas in the last five or six weeks, not wrestling fans. And they said, 
as my friends went in June, they said it was awesome. It was wide open. You could go anywhere. It was great. You would have thought COVID wasn't a thing anymore. Yeah. And then I had some friends that went a few weeks ago and they went to Vegas and they said, it is very much a thing again. And, but it's also Vegas. So people aren't going to care. It's going to be like the wild west. You go to Vegas, you're out of your mind. Right. So apparently SummerSlam is going to be there yeah. with over 40,000 people. I talked to a friend who has tickets to, to SummerSlam and is going somebody in the industry. Uh, and they say they were told about this before the show privately by somebody with WWE. And then they were told by somebody with live nation who was a part of Ticketmaster. And then I talked to some fans who got tickets and they said, yes, just regular fans who aren't covering wrestling. And they said, yeah, there's a mask mandate. You got to wear a mask. If you're going to the show, you got a notification from them with the tickets saying you got to wear a mask. If you're going to be at the show now, they, there was a mask mandate at WrestleMania in Florida. Those two nights they ran there, but there were a lot of people not wearing masks in that crowd. How are you going to police that? That's 40,000 plus. Well, people. see, here's the thing. It's, yeah, you have to wear your mask unless what you're eating or drinking. So you can just sit there and be a cow chewing your cud. Oh, I wore I wore a mask. Here's the thing. I went to Lollapalooza, right? It's 100,000 people. You guys saw all the memes, right? Well, who's what lineup is on there? Delta and the variants. I hear that joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I went and saw the Foo Fighters. It was really great. I wasn't I was kind of off to the side, but there's still people everywhere, right? That's kind of yeah. what I signed up for. And I went with some people, went all four days, and everyone I talked to was vaccinated. And, and it was like, you don't bring it up to people, but it's like the conversation comes up, right? And I felt better about that regard. Like, if I do get at least, you know, uh, you know hopefully somebody's here. And I went with someone who didn't want to get vaccinated, but got tested before we went. And I said, the deal is like, hey, if we're going, you got to get tested afterwards, and I'll get tested too. They were like, yeah, okay, cool. So I think that's part of it. You don't want to get vaccinated. Just do the testing. Testing is free and easy to get a hold of. And it's and you can get a you can get a rapid test that used to cost hundreds of dollars. You can get it now like that. You can buy it easier than you can get a candy bar in some cases. So and also just get the shot, too. Just, just get, get the get damn this shot out. and this goes get away. Damn shot. Like geez. the Illinois State Fair has Sammy Hagar performing at it, of Van Halen. Brett Michaels, all these things, like, all right, big bandstand. And you know what else they're offering at the state fair with corn dogs and all the different state fair stuff? Vaccinations. <laughs> you can go get a vax, get a corn dog, and we're going to listen to Van Halen. <laughs> I they were doing, if memory serves correct, I think they were doing pub crawls here in Cincinnati with vaccines, like being offered in like each one or some crap like that. The it, first like, one. Well, no, I mean, yeah, because the weird thing is you think you wouldn't be able to drink booze, right, if you got it, right? But you could do that. If I'm it's, if, it's, if I'm WWE, I offer on-site at SummerSlam, you can get vaccinated. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know um, I know, Cass with uh, Bodyslam.net uh, came out this week and said WWE is doing uh, contingency plans in case the, the variant explodes and they can't do SummerSlam uh, in, in Las Vegas, that the, the, there are some internal concerns that they may have to cancel a uh, summer slam or they may have to go back to the thunderdome in in recent weeks or in, in a few weeks I, i'm not getting overly concerned about that you know nothing's a thing until it's a thing and i think they absolutely should uh plan for that but man i'm telling you what if i had my choice if i'm wwe and you've seen yeah. certain people do this you've seen broadway do this if i'm wwe and my choice is either go back to the thunderdome or keep touring and do vaccinated only crowds 
I'm doing vaccinated only crowds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I'm doing. And I am. And I'm, and I'm not just saying this because I'm fully vaccinated. I'm saying, OK, good, because if there are people out there, the people who are unvaccinated, where this virus is spreading amongst the unvaccinated population at like a 95 percent clip at like 100 percent of the, the hospitalizations are unvaccinated people. Yeah. OK, because here's the thing. I could go out to the show. Yep. I could get sick mm-hmm. or I could get it. I'm fully vaccinated. I may not get major league sick. That's fine. But then no, I come home. You, you could pass then it on to somebody. I give it to my kids. Yeah, exactly. My kids who are two and eight months old. Yeah. Who can't? And it's a, and it's a variant. It's a variant. So it's not. We're not dealing more with even COVID contagious. we had a year ago. Is, this so. is four times more contagious than. Yeah. Or no, excuse me. Uh, what the the alpha variant was was fifty times more contagious than the 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 original one, and this one was even more on top of that. So this one is extremely contagious. Spreads like freaking chicken pox. Go get your damn shot. We don't have to worry about this. That's yeah. that's my TED talk for today. Just go get your damn shot. We don't have to worry about this. Things will die down. We won't. And have that's to that's another thing. I'm talking to people like I think Lollapalooza got bit because it's the last weekend of July, and when they announced it, vaccinations were soaring. So that you know, so if it stayed at that clip, at that point it was thirty five percent. It was beginning of June, and they announced it. We're going to do this at the end of July, and they sold the tickets, and a lot of people wanted to go, and a lot of people were there, and and Lollapalooza for their part said eighty percent of this crowd is vaccinated. Uh, and we turned away a couple hundred people the first day. And mind you, that's what the, the festival is going to say, right? There's going to be COVID cases from it. Is there going to be a lot? Is there not? We don't know, you know? Uh, but at the same time, I hope things are managed that way. Where if you're coming, you got you to show your paperwork. And you got to do that things. And you can do your conspiracy theory bullshit, whatever you want to do. I don't care. This isn't me speaking for uh, the company that we're broadcasting for. Our opinions are our own. All right. But vaccinated only wrestling shows, WWE has the infrastructure and they work with the arena partners to be able to do this. AEW has the infrastructure and they have the arena live partners to do this. Are you going to turn away some fans who are going to be pissed off about this because they just don't want to do it? Sure. But we're at the point where saying no to someone is going to be part of the positive momentum to getting to something. I call and, it the, and, I personally I would call it the Darwin rule. I would just <laughs> I would just sit, I would call it you the went Darwin there, rule. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I would call it the Darwin rule sitting here saying, Hey, you guys want to live? You know, okay, let's fine. Let's 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 do this. Let's we 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 gotta force you guys to not be stupid. That's that's pretty much it. That's my personal opinion on it. I'm sorry. It is. I have Broadway's already doing this. If you want to go to a Broadway show, you have to show proof of va- va- vaccination. You got more and more companies who are requiring the vaccine as a that's a all of New York. Employment. That's yeah. all of New York City. So WWE's gonna be there in a few weeks. Yeah. Is this gonna affect those shows at Madison Square Garden? Is WWE gonna have this with Survivor Series when they're gonna have it at Barclays Center in November? That show is not announced yet. If you're gonna go to that show, yeah. Are you going to have to have proof of vaccination? So there are going to be WWE shows that are affected by this because you have those state and local guidelines. Cody of AEW, and during that media call this week, he said, we're going to follow state and local guidelines. We're going to encourage people to wear a mask. And that, we're not that's a way to do it, too. That's, that's a perfect way to do it, too. So if you're going and, to New and, York and they got a policy that says, hey, vaccinated people only, guess what? Vaccinated people only. It's, it's not that hard. There are ways to get around this unless it just balloons completely out of control, which hopefully it won't. There are ways to get around this and work around this as a touring schedule. Is it going to be a pain in the dick? Yeah, absolutely it is. But you got to do it if you want to keep touring. And please, for the love of God, keep touring because I can't go back to the Thunderdome era, man. I just and there's gonna, But there's, there's going to be some people that get it, and hopefully they're vaccinated and they're okay, or they're healthy and they can deal with it just fine. Um, I, I'm, I'm up with the thought where there's a way to keep 
going. But we've heard the rumblings that WWE just doesn't like shooting people with masks on, even though they were told to have masks on that crowd in WrestleMania, right? Right. Um, they they went with that crowd, right? And and people still had. There's a lot of people that didn't. Now this crowd's gonna be told to wear those masks. I don't know how you police that at forty thousand people. I don't know how you tell those people to do it. They, what what's the capacity for the uh, forty one thousand? Forty one thousand. You know, there's gonna be more, more than yeah. that. Because of the field and, and there's last minute adjustments, and they put more tickets on sale and stuff like that too. But I mean, like, this, is a, this is a legit sellout crowd. That's a lot of people right on top of each other. You know, I was at Lollapalooza. That's a lot of people. It's a lot, lot, a lot of people. Okay, you know? so no, that's not right. Hang on, looking I'm up looking, numbers. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the wrong stadium. <laughs> We're talking. Fine. So I, I'm of the thought I'm okay with this. Oh, and and uh, WWE's ran the public service announcement saying, you know, go get your shot, go do your thing. You know, I wonder if the wrestling world should have, and this is, I, this is these are things I've brought up before. Should there be an agreed set of standards? Because you go to you go to independent wrestling shows, it's all over the place. There's some wrestling shows you go to independent wrestling shows, and they say you don't take that mask off. You're here, you enjoy that show. You come here, you want to wear your mask, cool. This or that, like. I worked some shows. Uh, I worked some shows for. Uh, did you get fired again, or did you just get brought back? <laughs> I worked some shows for AAW. I'm gonna be working for AAW this weekend, right? Yeah. And uh, their policy is pretty clear. If you if you wear your mask and you're off camera, that's fine. If you want to wear your mask on camera, just let us know so we can frame it correctly, right? And and then they t- um, they would do it with people spread out and limitations, and they did it in a bigger venue, uh, and they they had to eat some of the costs of running the venue to have they have no tickets sold, but still try and put on a show that looks like a show. Um, but I I don't think you can put the genie back in the bottle in terms of live crowds and different things like that. Financially, it just seems way too hard to do. Yeah, you look way and you have and you have you know you have governors who are coming out and saying, look, we understand we're not going to do lockdowns or we don't want to do remote, we don't want to do shutdowns or this that and the other thing, and we're not going to do shutdowns. Uh, but there are things that you know we can do, and one thing is you got to go get vaccinated. If not, you got to wear a mask. But again, you have pe- at a certain point you can't force people to do things. Unless you take away things that they like. (laughs) Hey, you can't go to shows, can't go to shows, can't go to wrestling, can't go to Broadway, can't go into this restaurant, this, that, and the other thing, unless you show proof of vaccination. Hey, you can't keep your job unless you uh, go out and get vaccinated. Oh, you you have a state and federal job? Do you have a state and federal job? You got to get one, you know? And and also, largest hospital system, the largest Mm -hmm. hospital system in the greater Cincinnati area. Again, greater Cincinnati area just said today, hey, vaccination is uh is condition of employment today those are biggest, four those are four of the top 10 biggest employers in all of the greater cincinnati area Seventy-five thousand people in one hospital system where i live we're told they had to get it too um uh i, I know people that work in the police department in chicago who were told they were said it's not a mandate but you better get it you better get it. <laughs> and, and like and it was it was it was said like you had the right. nfl you had the nfl basically coming out and saying hey look we're not going to mandate this, but if your team gets it and we got to cancel a game in week 18, guess what? You lose and you're going to, you might lose your playoff spot. So what's more important to you? There are ways, there are ways you're going to have your people who are going to say no, no matter what. Yeah. Screw them. <laughs> and you're going to have wrestlers. You're going to have wrestlers who are going to say that you're going to have prominent okay. people in the industry. that are going to say that. I'm, I'm sure you are. I'm not and saying then you have, and then you hear these stories about he has to go out and say, Hey, 
condition of employment. I'm not saying they have to do it. I wouldn't be mad if they did. If they recruit some people, I think they can say that. I don't know if they can say it with the people that are currently under contract. You know, they have the, you have the independent contractor type thing, sure, right? Exactly. So, uh, and I, I've been we've asked. Seen them put, we've seen them put edicts out before. We've absolutely seen them do that. Yeah. Uh, I've been talking to some people that work in WWE production, and I asked, is there, they're like, there's not been a demand to get it, but it's been said, if you get it, you don't have to wear the mask all the time. Um, but there's been a, a, a sense of an agreement with the production staff. There's people that film television, set up the rings and stuff like that, that because of outbreaks they had at Performance Center, that their culture is going to be, we're going to get vaccinated and we're going to wear our shots. And we're just going to keep doing this because we think it's the right thing to do by ourselves, the talent and everyone we work with. And the understanding is they understand why the wrestlers aren't going to wear it, where they're not going to wear a mask. But the camera crew, those guys, no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, like they're going to keep doing it. And if they have to take it off or something, they have to do it. So. Uh, that's where things stand. John Cena had some curious comments. John Cena is going to be in a huge movie, which I think will be the number one movie at the box oh, you office. Think? You think? Uh, it sounds like it. Uh, a lot of people pushing towards it here. Uh, and that movie is The Suicide Squad. It drops on HBO Max on their premium access level, and then it'll be in theaters. This may be the first movie I see in a theater in almost two and a half years. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so he's doing the media rounds. And he's still in WWE, and he's still part of SummerSlam for the time being. Big comment by him this week. Yeah. What, USA Today, right? USA Today. It's a pretty prominent uh, rag to, to one, be in. One of those places that can get an interview with John Cena. Yeah. Sounds a bit on this there, right? No, no, not at all. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. He, doesn't talk, he, don't, he, don't talk to, he don't talk to everybody. I'm just saying. You don't talk sports Cena. Come on. We would change the website to sportscena.com. <laughs> we've, we've, we've made the pitch. <laughs> Give me five damn minutes. Five minutes. Just five minutes. That's all I need. Five minutes. That means we'll, two things. We'll talk about thugonomics for 30 seconds. Um, so he's doing the media rounds and he basically says, WWE, it's fun to be back in WWE. I'm always going to be a part of WWE. It's made me who I am. But he thinks WWE is over-reliant on established older stars. Yeah. Said he wishes he had the fountain of youth, that he could still be a full-time wrestler. Says he can't be a full-time wrestler anymore. Um, And and basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, look, the, the longer they rely on guys like myself, uh, that's not a sustainable plan. And show me the lie. This is something that a lot of us have been saying for, for yeah. quite some time. And I'll go back. I'll harp on Bray Wyatt. Instead of building up Bray Wyatt as a main event monster, as the next Undertaker in WWE, you had him lose to Taker at WrestleMania. You had him lose to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. You had him lose to John Cena at WrestleMania. You had him lose to Randy Orton at WrestleMania twice. They constantly, constantly bring in the cavalry. They don't have Undertaker to rely on anymore. We don't think. They don't have Undertaker to rely on anymore. They don't have Kane. They barely have Triple H. They're not going to be able to get Shawn Michaels back out there again. They got Goldberg. They got John Cena. Occasionally, if they can get Brock Lesnar back in here, yeah, he's he's one of your other big guns, but he's more mm -hmm. of a full-time performer than some of these other guys. Edge is even a part-time performer. I, he's You know he's going to be taking summer slots, uh, uh after SummerSlam's over, he's going to be taking some time off. You know he is. He's yeah. not under a full-time contract, even though he's working more of a full-time schedule when he is here. What happens? What happens at that point? You have guys on Monday like Raw, like Karrion Cross, like Keith Lee, like Damian Priest, like Riddle, like Omos, who are future main event level stars. 
you got to be building up all those guys right now, not just Omas. Omas's booking has been perfect. Guess what? That's the same kind of booking Keith Lee should be getting. That's the yep. same kind of booking that Karrion Cross should be getting. Damian Priest, you finally give him one different match with somebody other than Angel Garza, Jackson Riker, Elias, Miz, and Morrison. You finally give him one match against Sheamus. He wins it. And then the following week, he's right back out there on Miz TV wrestling John Morrison. What the damn hell are we doing? Who's wrestling Roman Reigns after John Cena loses at SummerSlam? If John Cena loses at SummerSlam. No clue. They don't have a guy. They don't have a guy ready to go. You got to start looking toward the future because you're not going to be able to rely on John Cena and Goldberg forever. Three letters. NXT. <laughs> and uh, you've done it with NXT before. I don't know why the, the NXT, obviously, it, it wasn't successful in this AEW head-to-head battle, so it must be done, right? It's over with. And I've heard some people who I whose opinions I usually try to say, well, if Cole leaves, then they're done. If they... I don't think NXT is always going to be the, the factory for creating that next major WrestleMania star, right? But all the top stars came out of NXT. Sure. Roman Reigns came out of NXT. Yeah. And, and Karrion Cross and Keith Lee are on television now. Right. And, Seth and, Rollins came out of NXT. Becky and, Lynch came out of NXT. And, Charlotte came out of NXT. All the horsewomen. They all came out of all your time. And also re, re, rebooted people, too, like a Finn Balor yeah. and different things all, like that. Too. All of your main event top level stars who are there currently working full time, not counting Edge. John Cena, those guys, they all came out of NXT. So I think, it's, I think it's possible. NXT. I think it's possible to give NXT that edge. Then I don't want to say it's lost, but remind you of it and shine it up a little bit, you know, and miss- tell you that this, this is our hardcore brand. This is our heavy metal. You know, this is, if we have, if, if, if raw and SmackDown are top 40 pop hits, right? This is our alternative rock festival. This is the separate thing where we're going to make those bands are going to blow up. And it, yeah, did it work head to head with AEW? I don't care if it did or not, right? Because there's a lot of reasons why it didn't. Sure, there's a lot of reasons why it didn't. All right, and I think it's still on television. You still have a prominent position with it. If you don't need it to be bigger raw than SmackDown, you need it to make big future stars. And I do think there's a lot of people there or retain people that you have in the company so they can help create those stars along the way. Problem and I do is, think there's a lot of possibilities there. There's some great storylines there. There's some really, really fun stuff I'm not seeing on SmackDown. That Indy Hartwell, Dexter, Loomis thing this week was incredible. Like yeah. in the, the best, the best romantic storyline I've seen in professional wrestling in a long, long time. I thought Otis and Manny Rose was pretty good uh, as well. But um, but yeah, no, I get your point. Problem is you have a lot of these prominent stars on NXT who don't want to leave. You got guys like Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and Adam Cole who don't, don't want to leave. Go. They don't want to go to the main go. roster because they know <laughs> they know that carrying cross Keith Lee booking is just waiting for him. Yep. I, I, I fear so much for a guy like Bronson Reed. I, I'm just like, no, please. He's just going to turn him into the Funkasaurus again. Don't do it. <laughs> Bronzilla, do dude. It. It's gonna be Bronzilla. Bronzilla. We're going to get Bronzilla and he's going to have, you know, the next Cameron and Naomi dancing alongside him as he goes down to the ring. I can just I can just see it. I hope that doesn't happen, but I could see it. I could totally see it. We've seen people like Piper Niven who's coming over and what are they doing? They're hanging around Eva Marie being called Dewdrop. All right. Like we've, we've seen what happens when when not all of them. Not all of them. Obviously, you have your Kevin. Owens. I don't hate that. I don't hate that as much as people do, but you have a lot of people who are concerned about what, how they would be booked on the main roster. So they don't want to leave NXT. It's a problem. 
it is a problem. I'm looking forward to Samoa Joe and Karen Cross. So that'll be badass. Yeah, that, I, I can't. I can't wait to watch Samoa, or I can't wait to watch uh, Karen Cross lose his fifth match by then. <laughs> All right, we 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 gotta improve your mood. We gotta improve your mood. WWE needs to improve their show, and then I will improve my mood. <laughs> I'm looking forward to SmackDown on Friday because SmackDown's always good. Raw sucks right now. I'm sorry, it does. And yeah. it's not fair. And I'm not sitting here saying it's the talents. It's not. They had the talent to be special. They had the talent to be white hot, even after all the people they they, they released. They absolutely do. I don't hate WWE. But, but, but the I thing is, Rick, hate, Rick why are we louder? Now. Why are we louder about what sucks, not louder about what we love? You know what I mean? We we didn't talk that much about this, this great angle awesome. with Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. We didn't talk about it. Awesome. We we didn't talk about the cool stuff they did it's, on SmackDown last thing, week. Dude, it's the same thing that happens on sports talk shows. When your team is good, nobody wants to call up and say, Joe Burrow's awesome, baby. When they start off one and seven, fire Zach Taylor. <laughs> That's what it is. We're conditioned to bitch. And this week I had a lot to bitch about. That should be our t-shirt. Can we get a conditioned to bitch wrestling t-shirt? If we, uh, we'll go to pro wrestling tees. Uh, if, we, <laughs> if, we had, if we had recorded this show on Sunday, yeah, this is, this is me calm down. This is me after like a full week to think about stuff rationally. Holy God, if we would record this show on Sunday, you would not have been able to contain me. It would have been bad. It would have been bad. So what are you going to be like next week? All right, we'll be back. Who do they fire on Saturday this oh, week? Don't don't get me going. All right, we'll be back next Thursday. We go deep every Thursday night. You, of course, can enjoy this in audio form as well on our podcast feed available on Spotify, Apple. Thank you for putting us on the charts there as well. We drop a lot of different stuff on there, not just not just this show every week. Uh, you can also check out Top Story of the Day with me every weekday. Every weekday I'm on that late afternoon doing the biggest stories of the day and much, much more. Sometimes and, I'll Rick, you have a ton uh, of interviews. We, 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 we uh, Excuse me, what? That sometimes I'll do a money in the bank run in cash in. Uh, oh moment. yeah, on those, one of those. On those. <laughs> that, that was. I'll fun. do one of those every once in a while. Yeah, so uh, you have a ton of interviews that we just we just dropped recently that people. Yeah, within the last couple of weeks, uh, I decided that uh, I had uh, I had been burning the trail uh, with the WWE PR people for a while. They give me like five people inside of a week, so I decided to take a little bit of a break. Let take let let some other people get get some moments. I. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to blow out their email inbox uh, this week, so uh, I took a week nice. off. But uh, I'm sure I'll have somebody next week, um, either for this show or up on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. It's cross bad. our fingers. Maybe you'll be, cross, cross our fingers. fingers. Maybe you'll be doing some cool stuff in Vegas. Cross our fingers. Oh, I'll be doing a lot of cool shit in Vegas, as long as you know, COVID. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all that. Uh, give him a follow on the Twitter machine. You can see it right there on the screen at Rick Ichino. You can give me a follow at Kev Callum. Of course, if you haven't done already, follow Sports Kita on Twitter. We have a great Sports Kita. Shout out to our social media team. Just cracked 100,000 followers on Instagram. So thank you guys so much for that as well. We appreciate it. All right. We will return next week. Remember, when watching wrestling, you must do the most important thing that you can possibly do while watching wrestling, which is what? Enjoy it unless it's Monday Night Raw. <sighs> Make the show better. Enjoy Make wrestling. Better. Enjoy wrestling. Make it right? better. Stay safe. Get your shots. Enjoy wrestling. Make it better.